Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, I'm so excited to be here today. And this topic I've just been thinking about, and it's February and really my favorite month because I love Valentine's Day. I love love, and it's also my birthday month. So I just have always loved February. I like, besides the weather, because <laughs> I live in a cold climate. But um, anyway, so I just think it's a fun, just lots of fun activities and things to do. And I've been thinking about love a lot and heartbreak. And there's actually a lot of science behind falling in love and heartbreak. And so I've been just doing some research and kind of they've actually in like 2004, 2010, they've actually started doing um, a lot of like scientific experiments on people's brains of what a brain looks like that's in love, what a brain looks like that's um, in heartbreak. And it mimics a lot of like someone that's falling in love Um, mimics someone that is also like an addict addicted to like cocaine or nicotine which I find very fascinating it releases all those chemicals like dopamine and lots of hormones when you're falling in love and I'm going to take it to the next level I think when someone is having an affair that it even is more increased because of the secrecy behind it now secrecy creates excitement and um, just a lot of mystery for a moment, but then it also, on the other hand, creates a lot of shame. But when someone is first, you know, sneaking around, um, starting the relationship um, when they're already married and having an affair, I think, and it says from the science that has increased amounts of these hormones like dopamine and oxytocin, and several others that I'm going to name. But anyway, so, um, which is why, like, someone feels like, oh my gosh, I'm invincible, and maybe this is the one. I met her, and here my wife's at home, and we don't have all these fireworks and sparks, and our life is a lot um, just more complacent and doesn't have these extreme highs and lows. And that's also why they call it the honeymoon phase, right? Is because when you get married, you're just like, you know, having sex all the time and not everyone, but most people. And you're just so into each other and you're just like goo goo eyes at them and want to like hang all over them. And then eventually it kind of evens out. And it's still important to have those connections. But true love is a lasting love. And it's just more of a deeper love. And I I believe that there are some people, and especially people that have, maybe I'm going to call them serial um, cheaters, (laughs) that they need to constantly have that high. They're almost addicted to that high. It becomes an addiction for them. So that's why they go from one woman to another woman to another woman to another woman. 
and they might be married doing this. And that part of it is they need to have some sort of anchor. And so they're kind of, um, but they still need to have that high and they can't get that from their wife because maybe they've been married for 10 years, 15 years, 25 years, and they're struggling. And so they keep on getting this hit by having these affairs um, or looking at porn or many other ways. And so it's not necessarily, obviously, that's not a healthy way to find love because that kind of love is just temporary and fleeting, just like if you're addicted to drugs. So falling in love, love is an emotion, but it also has a lot more to do with our brain than just a feeling. And a lot of researchers are saying that there's definitely more to love than what we have thought previously. And your brain is wired when you're falling in love. And it's like the motivation, like, how can I get this person or whatever you're feeling love towards? It's like you need to retain the object of your emotions. And so you're just very passionate, like you want this person or thing and you can't stop thinking about it. But real love is a lot more vulnerable, a lot more it's a lot more dangerous because you have to let someone else into your life. And I think to really love someone is a very courageous thing because when you love, you also could have your heart broken. You could you share intimate details and experiences with that person and it's long lasting. It's just not this fleeting moments like you're this addict. So like I said before, some of the chemicals that release when we're, um, they're like all the pleasure-seeking chemicals are dopamine, oxytocin, adrenaline, um, and all these are coming super fast inside our bodies. And it's, we have the higher brain and lower brain, and it really cuts off our access to our higher brain. So we're not thinking clearly, which is, I think, why someone can convince themselves having an affair is okay because they're not thinking from their higher brain. They're thinking in their lower brain, which is like your survival. How can I get what I want? I want this person. They make me feel amazing. All these chemicals and drugs and you, your hormones are going crazy. And this can happen all throughout your life. It's just not when you're a teenager, a young adult. It can happen throughout your life that you're seeking this type of love. And it, why a lot of times people call it is a love high because you're literally high. So Brene Brown, I love her. And so she talks about love and also heartbreak, which we're going to talk about in a second. And she says, we cultivate love when we allow our most vulnerable and powerful selves to be deeply seen and known. And when we honor the spiritual connection that grows from that offering with trust, respect, and kindness. And I think this is the love that is long lasting and forever, really. And you can love lots of different things, but I'm just talking about maybe marital or boyfriend, girlfriend type of love. But this love is not, it might start out as the infatuation, the intense emotion type of love, but it is allowing someone to see and know you and know who you are, that's what's going to bring the long-lasting connection. And 
we can give love to someone that doesn't love us back, which isn't always, that's a lot harder to do, but we can, it is possible to love people that don't necessarily feel the same way about us. So with love, if we love someone, we can have our heart broken. And heartbreak is literally also a, you can have physical reaction to a heartbreak, which is so fascinating because it's an emotion that is actually feels painful. It's like you broke your arm or you had to get stitches. You can literally feel that pain. And it's because of our brain is producing all these chemicals and creating this inside of our bodies. Anyone that's experienced heartbreak or rejection, it's not pleasant. And I've literally been living this. Like I really had my heart broken um, because I really loved my husband and I loved him deeply. And so that's why betrayal is so awful is because usually the person that is getting betrayed actually really loves that person. It's not always the case, but in my case and my experience, I loved him and I thought he loved me, but I was wrong about that. And so that reality was so painful because one day he was in my life and the next day for 26 years, I had been talking to him every day and having communication with him, even though it wasn't always, our marriage definitely was difficult and there were lots of not great things about it, but to have that completely severed and not to have any interaction with him, it took a lot. It's been a process for me and having my heart broken, watching my kids have their hearts broken, devastating, hard, difficult, but it's possible if you move through it. So it's not pleasant. You feel abandoned. You feel you have trouble sleeping. You have self-esteem issues. Um, All the chemicals and hormonal reactions that are going into your body, your cortisol, which is your stress hormone, shoots up. And I've definitely felt that. Like I felt so much more stressed, anxious. Your adrenaline, it's when you're in love, it's increased, but then it decreases. So you're tired, you have anxiety, some people get stomach issues, your oxytocin isn't so active, which that blocks your, when you're in love, it blocks your cortisol, but then it's not active. So then you have more cortisol, so you're more stressed. So it's just interesting how our body is so connected to our emotions and it can just be very painful. You can't sleep, you can't eat, um... So lots of different things. So give yourself a lot of grace if you're going through a breakup or you've had your heart broken because it's our thoughts that are creating all of our feelings and emotions, but they're painful because we trusted that person and they have hurt us or broken our hearts. So just pay attention and make sure. I think the biggest thing that I have learned through going through heartbreak is to feel my emotions, to breathe through them, to give myself time and space when I'm feeling so brokenhearted, to just sit with my feelings as opposed to numb them. And so many people don't want to feel those. They just want to take a pill. They just want to drink. They want to 
eat. Um, and of course, those are just the easy things, but it only is going to numb it for a moment. You've got to move through it. And as you move through it, you're going to come out on the other end so much better and more confident because you've felt this really awful thing and you've been able to survive. You're going to live and move on through it, which I think is a real build your self-esteem, your confidence, all of that, if you can just give yourself a little time and grace. And I think um, recently my daughter broke up with her boyfriend and just watching your kids in pain is so hard as a mom, but just watching her and giving her the grace and space to feel those emotions and not judge her for them or think, you know, get out of bed what's wrong with you? Like, get over it. And I think sometimes as parents and even as adults um, to each other, we say that we're like, shouldn't you be through this by now? But that is up to the person. We can't necessarily decide like, okay, a breakup takes X amount of days or months or a divorce takes X amount of days or months. It is a process and it is different for everyone. And some people never go through the heartbreak because they've already moved on to someone else. But I believe that eventually those feelings are going to come out sometime later in their life. I don't know. But our bodies are going to hold on to all those feelings and emotions. And so if we don't let them out, they eventually will come out some way. So I just find it so interesting that falling in love is like being addicted to a drug. But heartbreak is like going through detox from a drug and that's why it's so difficult i if you've ever known someone that is addicted to something to watch them detox i'm guessing is very painful and very painful for the person and yet we can see that because it's like oh they're getting off of drugs or alcohol or whatever and but honestly heartbreak is the same thing so we need to give Give yourself compassion and understand that it's okay to be feeling all those feelings and the pain is going to eventually end. But I believe loving someone is worth it. And even though it's possible to have heartbreak, another quote from Brene Brown is she says, the brokenhearted are the bravest among us. They dare to love. And I want to end with that because I totally agree that you could live your life just pretending and not really giving yourself over to someone, but what kind of life is that? And also, I would encourage you, if you've experienced divorce or um, an affair in your life and you feel totally brokenhearted, to hire a coach because, honestly, I could not have gotten through my last year without having a coach um, to help me see, have perspective, help me understand what I'm going through, because we can't see ourselves as clearly, especially when we're feeling all those heavy, heavy emotions and our hearts broken. And so to help you get through the messiness of a broken heart, um, just having someone else that's neutral in your life is so powerful and can really change how you experience a broken heart. Anyways, have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. 
If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachjenwith1n.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after.